here we are finishing up September. Good grief, already. <laughs> and we're finishing up the September theme, Love Out Loud. Love Out Loud. And that is a strong theme, isn't it? Right? You just really have to commit to that. Love Out Loud. It is brave and courageous. And we began the month by cheating on fear, right? You remember that? All the way back there. We cheated on fear. We broke up with doubt. We were going for our authentic selves. And then the next week, we looked at bold dreams and how we can manifest them. Because if they are within us, we know that God already has that thought. We couldn't have that thought without it already being in the mind of God. So it's doable. It is always doable. And then last week, Marcus shared with us that the universe is always with us. It always has our back, right? God and, God and I are a majority. How could anything stand right opposed to that? The universe always supports us. And so today, today I'm speaking to hope. And the title is Hope Will Never Be Silent. Hope Will Never Be Silent. And it was taken from uh, this, the hope speech that Harvey Milk gave. I can't even talk about this stuff without crying. Goodness gracious. June 25th, 1978, the ninth anniversary of the Stonewall riots in New York City. And in it, he said this, without hope, not only gays, but blacks and seniors, the handicapped, the us's, the us's will give up. So if there's a message I have to give, it is that I have found one overriding thing about my personal election. And it's the fact that if a gay person can get elected, it's a green light. And you, and you, and you, and you have to give people hope. Five months later, Harvey Milk and George Moscone were killed, shot in, uh, in their city hall. And yet, hope survives. Hope survives. That poem, uh, the line in that poem, Hope Springs Eternal, right, by Alexander Pope. Hope springs eternal in the human breast. Because hope is a good thing. It beats hopeless, right? It's one step. If you're looking at an energetic to be, to be resonating in, hope's not bad, but it's a beginning. It's a beginning. I think of hope, I think of that little willingness. You know, that where that little, the door is just cracked open a little bit and you're just willing to try. You're just willing to affirm. You're just willing to, to give prayer a shot. You know, that even when nothing is going right, do you know that place where nothing is going right, even when it looks like chaos, even, even when it looks like disaster, even when nothing is, is going, uh, looks like nothing is ever going to change, right, or get better, still hope whispers. Hope whispers. Emily Dickinson has that beautiful poem, Hope is a thing with feathers, right? She said, hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And that's how I feel about hope. It may not be the whole, you know, thing, but it is a step in our process. You know, like that there is an old expression like where there's life, there's hope, right? I mean, hope is right there all the time in every breath. In Ecclesiastes, it says, for him that is joined to all living things, there is hope. 
for a living dog is better than a dead lion. <laughs> well, that went south in a hurry. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So you're told from all different sources that as long as we are alive, there is hope. So hope is a good thing, but it may not be all there is to it, right? It may not be the best thing. There may be more for us than just hope. Maybe hope is just a guidepost along the way. Maybe hope is just part of our process on our way to faith and to knowledge and to wisdom. Maybe hope is part of the process that we go through to find our way, right? I remember the first time I walked the labyrinth. It was years and years and years ago. Um, Pacific Church had actually rented a ballroom, you know, uh, I think down in Point Loma somewhere, and put out this beautiful, beautiful labyrinth. And I remember stepping right up to the entrance of the labyrinth, about to start walking, and I thought to myself, gee, I hope I do this right. <laughs> what is that about? I hope I do this right. I mean, like, really, can you do it wrong? I don't know. But it's a step, right, in our spiritual process. I hope I get this right. It is a step toward our spiritual conviction. First, we hope we do it right, and then we know we do it right, and then we acquire wisdom because we get the results of doing it right, you know, because, right, wisdom is knowledge plus experience, right? Gives us wisdom. It's like when you first decided to come to vision. Bless you all for coming to vision. When you first decided to come to vision, you got directions. You hoped that you got the correct directions, didn't you? You hoped you did. And then you went on faith, right? You went on faith that, that the directions you got would get you here. But then after being here, you no longer needed hope or even faith. You grew beyond that because you had knowledge, right? You had knowledge that the directions were indeed correct. And then you get here, and then you get here again, and then you have wisdom. Again, wisdom is knowledge plus experience. You've already driven here. You know it. You know it's truth. Hmm. Having made the trip yourself, right? Having made the trip yourself. So you know the directions are truth. And then it got you where you wanted to go. So hope is a step on the journey. Ernest Holmes said this. I love this little talk he gave. It's called, Hope is a Subtle Illusion. <laughs> he said, hope is good. It's better than despair. But it is a subtle illusion. And it is an unconscious compromise, having no part in an effective affirmative prayer. We should say to this doubt, where did you come from? Who is your father? You have no place in my mind. Get out. <laughs> I realize that the faith, I realize that the faith within me neutralizes all doubt. This is scientific use of a mental statement. There is no compromise with consciousness. There is no compromise with consciousness. So we can see that hope is a mental state. He says it right there. It's not an emotion. Hope is not a feeling. Hope does not fit the criteria of an emotion or a feeling. And those criteria include uh, emotions that are automatic and reflexive, and they cause physiological and behavioral changes that, that are a result of our nervous system. Hope's not that. 
Hope is a thought. And as Louise Hay said, it's only a thought, and thoughts can be changed. So our spiritual practice then is to grow our consciousness more than our thoughts. That is more than our thoughts. Those are thoughts backed by emotions and feelings. It's not even about growing our consciousness. It is about, well, because consciousness is universal, right? It's about growing our use of universal intelligence. It's about growing our ability to use more and more of this universal intelligence. We must grow our part of this universal mind. And Ernest Holmes, and it's up to you, said, I, I expect only good. What a lovely thing that is. I expect only good. I anticipate only that which is perfect. I accept God as being perfect in me. Even in those places where my human mind cannot fathom the apparent mystery of the invisible presence, there is an inspiration of hope, a realization of faith, a consciousness which is beyond the intellect, and I know that I am guided into the pathway of good forever. So you see where he joins those things together, with knowledge and wisdom and emotion. So hope is a step in the path of that total conviction of the I am that I am, right? Just like you driving here to vision. I don't know, but I trust I have the correct directions, right? And hope is part of that. Hope is part of that. It is the inspiration of hope, he said, the realization of faith, and the knowledge of truth that bring us to our spiritual conviction. Once we know truth, we don't just believe it, we know it, it demonstrates in our convictions, in our conditions, in the effects around us. God realized is God demonstrated, right? Because we're not trying to convince God. We're not trying to convince God to do anything. We're trying to realize in our own minds that we are one with our good. And then when we are in alignment, it flows into being, right? Like Ernest Holmes said, until our vision reaches a higher and broader and deeper state, which we wish to change, how can we hope to change it? Unless our consciousness reaches a greater state than the condition, how do we hope to change the condition? We can't. When we are consumed with the conditions by the appearances, we cannot transform them. Right? We're just, we're just stuck in the middle of them. We're just trying to rearrange them again, like you know, the deck chairs on the Titanic. We're not higher than the conditions. We're just, we're just equal to them. We must know a greater, a, a greater conviction of spiritual presence and power. We must know a greater truth before we can demonstrate a greater truth. It is this inner transformation that heals. Remember, we always say everything is done in consciousness first. It is the last link in the chain of manifestation, right? Consciousness first, and then the effect happens. Then the conditions outside change. And Ernest Holmes said that the, the inner transformation is the birth of the new state of consciousness. And you know how that is, right? When you do prayer and, and, and you come out of it and, you're, and you are absolutely convinced. Yeah, the new thing is. It absolutely is. The new state of consciousness is not dependent on conditions. 
When we look at the conditions, we're stuck in the conditions. It is when we realize our oneness as spirit that we free ourselves up to experience something different. We must go beyond the appearance to the spiritual mental equivalent of, the, of this, the nature of the thing we desire. Ernest Holmes said this, he said, an attitude of trust is certainly better than one of doubt. Hope is more salutary than despair. There is a spiritual presence in the universe which manifests itself through the object to which we give our attention, and that it manifests itself at the level of our own consciousness about the thing that we're giving our attention to. Does that make sense? We have to have a greater idea of our good in order to demonstrate a greater good. That's really what he's saying. When we're focused on the, the condition, we get more of that, right? That whole, that whole uh, you know, energy flows where attention goes, right? What you're placing your attention on, you're going to get more of that. So if we're placing our attention on the problem, and how am I going to fix it? What am I going to do about it? Where is the money going to come from? And how do I? <sighs> you're going to get more of that. What Ernest Holmes said is turn away from the condition and know truth. Know the truth that God's got it, right? God's got it. God's got your back, like, like Marcus said last week. God's got your back. It's already done in the mind of God. Just because you don't see it at the level of the condition, don't look at the condition. Don't be caught up by the condition. Don't be consumed by the condition, because then you get more condition. And who wants that? <laughs> this is the pathway to freedom. From hopeless to hopeful, from despair to willingness, from possibilities to probabilities, from lesser to greater. Our little willingness, that little willingness, that's what we started out with, just hope, right? It allows us to try. All right, I'll try it. What the hell? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, right? What have I got to lose? Okay, so we try it. We test it. We prove the principles. That's what Ernest Holmes said. He said, don't memorize all the stuff in the book. Don't be, you know, blabbing and spouting all of the, <laughs> all the quotes, which is exactly what I do on Sundays. <laughs> but, but don't memorize the text. Prove the principles. Prove them to yourself that they work. Try them, test them, prove them. Because that's how we move from hope to knowledge to wisdom. We try them, we test them, we prove them. Remember, wisdom, knowledge plus experience. We test out the principles, we do what Ernest Holmes said to do, we do our meditation, we do our affirmations, we do our affirmative prayer, and little by little things change. We prove the principles, and we move from, from knowledge, the book learning, into wisdom, the book learning plus experience. Hope may be a subtle illusion, like Ernest Holmes said, but it is a step in our spiritual path. It is part of the process of our spiritual conviction, right? You have, to have, you have to prove it to yourself that this works. So hope is maybe that first step, that little willingness. And then you try it, and then you test it, and then you prove it, and then it starts working, and then it works again, and then it works again, right? We always say, TSW, right? This stuff works, but we don't say that, but we say stuff here, right? This stuff works. It works. It changes the conditions of our lives. It leads us to that faith 
that conviction and that demonstration, which we may not see right away, but we know it is truth. Ernest Holmes in Asilomar in 1957 said this. He said, oh, I love this. Now may the joy and the love and the presence and the peace and the power of the living spirit accompany you as it must as a conscious companion now to all of us may laughter be upon our lips and a song on our hearts the eternal light guide us gently down the way of life hope springs to fulfillment and faith to the certainty that heaven is revealed and heaven is revealed through us each and every time we know our truth each and every time we walk this spiritual path together knowing of ourselves and knowing everyone as that as well the beloved in form the hope that will never be silent the hope that sings and sings and never stops that is our highest self speaking to us of a life greater than ever imagined thank you thank you for listening at vision a center for spiritual living we transform lives through practical spirituality please donate to vision by visiting our website visioncsl.org or text to 619 five zero five three three five nine